1: Stella Rosa wines is giving you another reason to celebrate this holiday season. You have the chance at winning five hundred dollars for yourself,
2: and surprise a loved one of yours by giving them five hundred dollars of their own. Just
1: text wish to six zero six eight eight to enter. Must be twenty one plus. Standard message and data rates apply. Please celebrate responsibly.
2: Celebrate, Stella Rosa.
3: Have the holidays worn you out? Find the sleep you deserve during Sleep Experts year-end sale. Get a king bed for a queen price and save up to $500. Plus get a free adjustable base up to a $499 value with qualifying purchase. Want to save up to 50% on select mattresses and bedding? Shop Expert Savings and find the bed of your dreams. Or shop Tempur-Pedic and get a $300 instant gift with your purchase. Good towards sleep accessories. Stop by a Sleep Experts today and let your dream sleep
0: begin. Hey, guys, it's Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer, and and as I promised you, we're going to do a one-year retrospect look back at how far we've come with this potential election integrity and actually taking back our country from people that have intentionally stolen our elections. Now, this will probably be a multiple-piece presentation because there's so much to cover as to what has happened over this time during the United States of America, has been battling for election integrity. We're going to be talking about things about uh, how shots were fired, families threatened, assassinations, unexplained deaths, traitors, betrayers, and deep staters. You're going to want to pay attention. This one will be an introduction to exactly one year ago today. And how many of you, for the very first time, uh, were introduced to my work, what I do, what I stand for, and how I called out the Georgia Senate for crimes regarding the election and showed clearly how these things can be done and created the concept, which has now come into being and is the exact buzzword of what is a full forensic audit? Why should it be done? Why do we need to do this for the very first time in history? This is what we're going to be talking about on this part one of the broadcast Today, let's get ready to go. Make sure you join me. Uh, you can join me on Spreaker. If you don't know what Spreaker is, you can go to Spreaker.com forward slash show forward slash Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. I can see your chat as we're chatting during the program. If there's a relevant question, I'll answer it. You can listen to me on the Spreaker free Spreaker podcast player, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast attic Podchaser, and iTunes. Let's get ready.
1: they all need to cut the crap. crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey
0: there, folks. If you've listened to me for the very first time, my voice is recovering uh, from a biological attack. It took me out for about 15 days, so my voice is getting better. My energy is getting better. My power in my life is getting better every single day as I get well. I want to remind you, you can just go to Spreaker.com forward slash show forward slash Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, my name. You can tune in. We got people in Maryland. Uh, We have uh, people from North Carolina, people all over the United States and the globe that listen to my broadcast. Now, this is completely different than when you listen to me on terrestrial uh, terrestrial radio. Radio, Terrestrial radio basically means your FM radio, AM radio stations. When you're driving in your car to work, you usually can listen to me uh, seven days a week doing my radio program. I've been on uh, hiatus with this issue, but we got Georgia in the House, South Dakota, Maricopa County, Arizona messes in the house and so what I'm going to do for everybody today is I want to give you a retrospective look at how far we've come and you know I watch comments on Twitter just like everybody else and I can put up here it is and somebody replied too bad nothing has come from it yet So I want to help manage your expectations, because let me tell you what, you don't write a piece of paper and say somebody made a boo-boo, and then somebody shows up at somebody's house and arrests them for it. That's just not the way it works. You have to do your investigation, submit it to the Senate. The Senate does their investigation, submits it to the AG. The AG does their investigation, and then it heads to criminal prosecution. You have to understand that works. Look, we just went through it with Giselle Maxwell, and she was arrested, what, over a year ago? Uh on something that started three years ago when Epstein went in. You must understand and respect the process. You must be totally logical about what this takes. So now joining us is Broken Bow, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania's in the house, et cetera. So I'm gonna take you through it. Now, if you had never heard of me before, um probably one of the ways you got introduced to me is by seeing the first shot fired around the world where lawmakers were called out for their horseshit when it came to the elections. Now, I've always been in the media. I've been in the media for well over 35 years. In many towns uh, across the nation, used to have 700 radio affiliates, television affiliates, used to watch me on Fox, ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, et cetera. So not only am I a technology guy with a raspy voice at the moment, but not only am I a technology guy and live in the technology world, but I'm also a media professional. Now, most of you use your mobile phones and have no idea that my technology, my license of patents are on all 15 billion devices around the globe. And you interact with this weird dude right here that if you were watching me on video, but you're not, you'd see I have a massive forehead, which means I have a face exclusively for radio. And so... I come at this from a technical standpoint. I can talk geek every single day with geeks, but I think it's wildly improduct- productive because you can't take a senator and you can't explain to him how this happened and get all into the technical gobbledygook. goop. Now, yeah, I can talk about the fact that I have a patent in all 189 countries in the world. I can talk about that most patent inventors are lucky to do one or two patents in a lifetime. I do almost 100 a year. And I am the most cited patent author, 4,000 times percent more than most traditional inventors in the world. I come at this because I love the United States of America. I am a first-generation German Jew, I understand families looking evil in the face when it, it basically takes over their country. And I'm telling you, the United States of America is not Nazi, but it's very rapidly moving to where true Nazis, fascists, are trying to destroy our precious country. I will not let that happen as long as I have a breath in my body. Now, if you all followed, so part of what I'll cover in this series is on this particular day, we're going to start on December 30th, 2020, when some of you all saw me for the very first time. It's also that evening that shots were fired through the homes of workers that are working on this election integrity stuff. They did it because we had people on the inside of Georgia willing to blow the whistle, and then they started firing into their homes, threatening them with their lives to keep them from testifying. There was an assassination involved. We'll get to that later. But I want to give you an inside look from somebody directly in this. Here's what I'm not. I'm not a podcaster wannabe that has gone out and interviewed everybody about elections, and now I'm a supposed expert on elections. This is what I do when you look at the voting machines themselves and you understand the fact that you take a paper ballot, it has a unique code on it, it's fed into machines and the machines need to know what to do with it, reconcile it, fetch it, tally it, etc. Those for that function are my patents. Therefore, there's no better person in the world to understand how the system can be raped and compromised from the paper and the machines than this guy sitting right here. I will not allow the United States of America to be destroyed by socialist Antifa that hate America. My job for you is to make you into the most educated and confident patriot in the room. So I'm coming at this from the inside. Now, even though we're going to start on December 30th, 2020, please understand in the history of the audits of America, there's been very few that's even done a million ballots. In our Maricopa, Arizona audit, we've done 2.3 or 2.1 million ballots. It is the largest audit Of a presidential election or state in history, period. It is the only and the first full forensic audit ever done. There are only three people in the world that have ever looked at this much information, and it's the three of us, the key anchors between Ben Cotton, Doug Logan, and myself, myself on the digital forensic sides, looking at the physical evidence, because that's what I do on the physical evidence. So what I'm telling you is I'm not telling you anything that you're going to hear from here because I listened to somebody that I listened to somebody who I listened to somebody. It's because I am in the thick of it. Now, what I'm going to take you through, and it's going to be a long piece. I'm going to let you listen to it unedited. I am going to take you back to December 30th, 2020. Let me give you a little bit of a background. Uh outside of security meetings that I was involved in in October 2020, because we knew this was coming, we just didn't understand how extensive the damage would be. Therefore, people of us, people like us that have the skill sets, understanding our patriots, were called to very important security meetings to have debriefs on what's coming and what could happen. We all knew that there would be an election attack to make sure that beloved President Donald J. Trump did not get reelected. That's how many of us came together. Now, on October 28th, just before the election, Bernie Sanders appeared on the Jimmy Kimmel show. I don't even know why I was up to see it because I don't watch that crap, but I saw it. And Bernie Sanders was asked by Jimmy Kimmel, what do you think's going to happen? And Bernie Sanders said, well, you're going to see Trump winning in all the states, and it's going to look like he wins, and he's going to thump his chest and say, I won, I won, I won. But you're going to go to sleep, and the count's not going to be done. And when you wake up in the morning, because, pay attention, folks, because you'll find out states like Michigan, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, he names them all. You're going to find out they were still counting ballots, and there's all these mail-in ballots, and Joe Biden won. And then Donald Trump will say, the election was stolen, the election was stolen, the election was stolen. Now, I know much about the fool known as Bernie Sanders who's been in public life all his life. But I've never seen him on the Psychic Friends Network So I've never known him as a soothsayer, procrastinator of what's going to happen in the future at a prophetic level. And he nailed it. You know why he nailed it? Because the system knew. Not only Democrats, but Republicans. Now, even though I'm going to take you back to the 30th of December one year ago today, at that time I thought actually Republicans were good guys. Boy, did I learn differently over this last year. And so what happened is after the election happened and it came to fruition, I immediately got into gear with my 25 plus years of the patents that run these machines and the last uh, seven years in high-end medical digital forensics looking at disease states on the nanoscale which are undetectable by the human eye. So I merged my expertise and vast area of patents and created this new thing called a full forensic audit, which is basically defined as kinematic artifact detection. And then basically came out to America and lawmakers, when I started showing it, people understood it instantly. Not only did the public understand it, but lawmakers knew there was something there. And so I was called to attend a Senate hearing in Georgia. I came in to make a presentation about my discoveries, what I thought was up, what I thought was happening, and how easily this could be remedied because it's more important that people still have confidence in machines because I'm going to tell you right now, if you're one of these people that say, I'm going to never vote again because my vote doesn't matter, you better go register as a Democrat and start learning to speak Chinese because you're part of the problem. We need to vote more than ever. More than ever in history. And so what you're going to hear, and I'm going to tune this in, and we're just going to listen to it together. It's going to be the vast majority of this show. It's unedited presentation of me, who I am, and how I call this out. But I want you to understand when you hear this, all the Republicans that called me in to expose the corruption, and this Senate hearing was led by Democrats, after I spoke Within the next few days, every one of the Republicans were fired from those committee, committees. Because it's the hush-hush secret that there's no such thing as election fraud. So let's get started. I am going to play for you the unedited clip that went out across the news and around the world that started this phenomenon that now everybody talks about, and we have 10,000 bogus experts in, called Full Forensic Audits, which I created. Let's get started.
3: Mr. Polisher, state your name and... A little bit about yourself and certainly medicine,
0: uh, Jovan, J-O-V-A-N Hutton Pulitzer. I am an inventor and pattern recognition expert. I'm also part of the Gold Institute of International Strategy out of Washington, D.C. So, to understand what I'm going to talk about today, even though I'm a technology guy, my goal is to make it really simple really obvious. I'm not going to be talking about codes on machines, how things are swapped, server overseas. I'm just going to show you the simple basis of what possibly went on, but most importantly, how this is fixed, how it's detected, fixed, and will never happen again. And that basically is based on my technology background for over the last 30 years, just so you have a little basis in it the fact that your phone now can scan a barcode in any grocery store or any kind of code, or in fact you hear Q codes here today, any type of machine readable code as it talks to the internet, that's my technology. It's a basis of my patent portfolio of about 200 patents on that particular one. My patents are so prolific in licensing that every manufacturer in the world basically licenses my patents to use on any mobile device except one, Huawei out of China. They don't license it, they just use it. And I'm on approximately about 12 billion devices globally, and that's what I'm going to be talking about today, keeping it simple. What could have happened here? How can it be detected and confirmed? And then how can this whole be plugged from now on? Because this is about vote verification. It's three Ps that I'm going to deal with today. First, the people. Second, paper. And three, protection. That's all this is about. So, if we'll go on the next slide, if you just roll up for me, I want to kind of show you what I'm talking about when I talk about kinematic artifacts. Kinemfa- kinematic is just a nerdy word for evidence on paper. When two physical forces come together, right, and a paper is bent, there's always going to be an example of that. All of us have dealt with this. Machines have very hard, strict rules. You can go to the bank, you can use your debit card. If you put in your PIN wrong, it kicks it back. It keeps asking you, nope, correct this, nope, correct this. Now, you know your money's there, but if you enter your PIN wrong, it won't work. Same thing with your password for your email. So machines have very, very hard rules. A lot of those rules are also in the physical world. So before anything became a rule of a machine, it became a rule in the physical world. That means somebody's hand put it in. In this case, it's paper. What I'm going to be talking about is kinematic artifacts. That's the fold, the fold that's left over. You take a brand new dollar bill and you fold it. That fold will always be there go to a coin machine and a snack machine trying to get a snack out of it and put in your dollar bill and it kicks it back it's the machine saying something's not right about this dollar it's broken it's messed up the color's not right we have all experienced this before what i may be talking about is kinematic artifacts if we'll move on to the next pdf please i'm going to show you how my process of our team what we're going to do and if we can enlarge that that would be great is we can detect what i'm calling The counterfeit there is nothing new that i'm going to be sharing with you today this is how counterfeit bills are detected this is how counterfeit art is detected this has already been adjudicated it's not new science it's just never been applied to these very important things in our process it's about the people the people want confidence that their vote matters period i personally do not care how this comes down, but I do care about the vote being counted and the vote mattering. Whatever our system can detect, and that's what we're here to do, is offer something that can remedy this immediately, the numbers will speak for themselves. The people need that confidence. We need to give the people of Georgia that confidence, but this is not about Georgia. The United States is watching, and this is also not about the United States. The entire world is watching this process. You know, people come. I, when I was coming in here to Georgia last night, yes, sir.
4: Mr. Colton, let me ask you a question. You talk about counterfeit. If we were able to get our hands on those, Senator, Senator Beach, keep speaking to the I'm microphone sorry. so people can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. On? Okay. Mr. Pulser, thank you for testifying. Thank you. If if you were able to take counterfeit, if you were able to get your hands on the State Farm Arena absentee on the ballots that were run between 10.30 and one 1.30 in the morning, would you be able to tell if they were folded, and would you be able to tell if they were counterfeit? We I would be I able to tell if they
0: were folded, if they were counterfeit, whether they were filled out by a human hand, whether they were... Printed by a machine whether they were batch fed continually over and over we can detect every bit of that thank you certainly and so coming here last night i drove in the driver from Uber, his fellow name was christopher he was nigerian he came here to start a business he's been here five years he legally immigrated here his brother came first and he's hoping for his next two sisters to come and his whole goal is to start a tire company, because it's about capitalism for him. He says, I want my own business. He was a lecturer on economics in Nigeria. But he came here because he wanted what we had here in the United States and in the state of Georgia. Opportunity, right? But more importantly, if you look at the people that come to this country, it's not just about opportunity and freedoms. They are coming to our country from countries that have one additional thing. They come from countries where their votes don't matter where their votes mean nothing. And they know here in the United States what we're supposed to stand for is votes matter. Your voice, one voice matter. And so that little bitty piece of paper that we're all talking about here of the ballot, it got chosen too. It was a generic piece of paper, and one day it comes out in the system, it's a ballot. However, when that ballot is filled in by a voter, it becomes a historical artifact. It is what changes that very simple piece of paper into something that can change or guide a nation. And so we have to look at these artifacts. We have to look at this documentation of what the one person expressed in their intent. And so we're getting confused in machines. Let's just talk about that piece of paper, because it's about voter intent, and if there are problems, if there are issues in machines, if there are counterfeits, everybody wants them detected because at the core of this is each vote must count. Let me show you what a kinematic artifact is. It stands to reason that in an election that comes down to the propensity of a tremendous amount of mail-in ballots, that a very simple process occurred. That piece of paper should have been folded and sent to you at home. A printer prints it out, that printer folds it, it goes into an envelope, it's tracked in the process, United States Post Office sends it out, that is tracked, it comes to your home, you receive it, you open it up, chances are you didn't vote right then, you kind of put it off a little bit, you opened it two or three times, you finally got around to it, you put your pin to it. Folded it back, put it in the envelope, and sent it back. That entire process is a folding and rolling process. Every time that piece of paper is opened and refolded, it's like a hinge. Remember, a paper, paper is nothing but a reconstituted tree. So it's constantly breaking fibers. It is actually changing that piece of paper into something else that it can never be hidden once it's done. This is what's called a kinematic artifact. So what you're looking at on the screen is just a simple fold. Looking at it through a computer, the things the human eyes can't see. But if you look at this, you can see even the paper on the front side of the fold to the back side of the fold changes frequency. It becomes a whole different level of light frequency. If you look at the bottom, on the left, you're looking at an oval filled out by a machine. The two on the right are by human hands. The first one, that's somebody who fills in in a circular motion handwriting is the opposite of a rocket rockets take off impact handwriting is impact and then you're filling in that circle and no matter how creative or non-creative you are your mind goes oh I'm finished with that but that finish process happens in your brain first pen second and so you always start to lighten the load and so those little bitty Light areas you're seeing is the load being lightened by the person's hands. The second one is actually a gel pen. If you look at the one on the left, that's done by a machine. A machine can never hide that it was a machine. Can't. Because the same process of printing the ballot is the same process of printing the vote. Is there another page in this slide? Let's look at these a Little bit closer in it. Go on, oh, go on to the next one, please. You can roll it on. So, keep on going. So, you're looking at four forms of human dynamic. First, we want to know were these things mailed? That's the definition of a mail in ballot. Second, we're supposed to vote for them individually by person and hand. If you have a machine one in there, you didn't cast it by hand. You're looking at the four different types. Every pen has a signature. Every ink has a forensic signature. Every hand has a different stroke. You're looking at circular, scribbler, right? Inside out, gel, and Sharpie. Now let's go up to the next one, please. Keep no nope, other direction. Thank you. Keep on going. Now look at the bottom in the machine. If you're looking at it, you can see the difference between the two. The handwritten one, the ink is over the paper. Look at the bottom one. That's a machine filling in an oval, and that's a machine filling in a scribble. But you can still see through it. You see all the little bitty dots? That's because the machine still prints the same exact way, just a little denser. It can always be detected. And unless the ballots all had original scribbles, that scribble can be detected. Every time that scribble shows up, we find it, we map it, and all of a sudden, if you have 50 of these scribbles, or even if you have two, you technically have a problem. We'll go to the next uh, part of the slide, next presentation, please. And so things I'm hearing about that concern me and this is what concerned me when I looked into this so I'm the guy that told the world that hey that little bitty barcode that means a product can talk to the internet and so things started to be tracked that way everything you see sitting out here on the committee's table that has a barcode can now talk to the internet that's what I'm responsible for making the physical world talk to the internet world what bothers me in this process is to continually hear there is no adju- when you get adjudication, there's no paper trail, or that's kind of wiped or you can't tell what the predecessor was. That's disturbing. That's the first rule of forensic audit- uh, audits. And if it was an accountant in a corporation, you'd be fired. If you ran the financials for a public company and the numbers didn't match, and all of a sudden you couldn't adjudicate it and show the records, you'd go to prison. Now, this is as simple as scanning a loaf of bread at a grocery store. When you walk in and buy a loaf of bread and it works off that barcode, that's your vote. You're walking in saying, I want this bread. This is my candidate. You walk up to the cash register. You're handing it to the checker or you're doing it yourself. That's basically the polling machine. And when that scan happens, it goes, oh, a loaf of bread, $2. That's what you expect, that's what you committed to. But if all of a sudden that scan said, sorry, it's a transmission change for your car, you owe us five grand, you would have a conniption fit. What's sad about this is we're not even performing at standards that we expect out of grocery stores. We're not even performing at standards that you would accept from your online purchase. When you fill that shopping cart, you expect that shopping cart to be exactly what you chose. And if you had a problem with Amazon because they shipped you 20 things you don't need but still charge you, you would be on the phone to Amazon complaining they would have to audit it, figure it out, and make it right. But we don't do this in elections. We play hide-and-seek with documents. We don't turn documents over, which are the property of the taxpayer. Federal law states this has to be available for 22 months for audit and inspection. That is a federal law ratified many times over. But yet somebody can sit and say, no, we don't want to show you. You don't have access to it. That is an issue. All of these issues we can fix if we can get access to the artifact that the voter intended. And what is that? That's the physical ballot. I heard about testimony about Q codes. They wouldn't run in the machine. The one thing that was common that wouldn't run into the machine was what? You heard it. The Q code. And then you heard it had to go through a secondary audit and it still didn't run for the employee of Dominion. They had to do it over and over. It still didn't run. You know what the common denominator in that? The code. If you go to an ADM, Put in the card because you have the card, but put in the wrong pen. What happens? Reject, 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 reject. That paper ballot was reading that code. That code was what was making it fail. It should never occur, ever. What it was really telling you is I've seen this before. I've seen this before. I've seen this before, and they're using the code to adjudicate it out. It's a trick in systems commonly used. Let's take a look at some of these things. This is a Fulton County ballot. You can see the voting area of Fulton County on this one. We refer to it as 08L. Uh, it narrows down to Roswell, Georgia. These are physical ballots. You know, people got extra ballots. Some people got five ballots. Some people got 10 ballots. Tremendous amount of Texans got Georgia ballots. All kinds of interesting things happen, right? If you ever lived in Georgia, even people that moved away 10, 11, 12 years ago, they got ballots to vote in Georgia. So here you're looking at a ballot in Fulton County. This particular county, not according to my data, but according to public data, says 67.7% of the people voted Democrat. I'm just pointing this out so you understand. I use traditional coding, the blue for the Democrat side, the red for the Republican side. Let's take a look at the next ballot, please. This is a ballot for Buckhead, Georgia. This particular one says that 69... 60 is that 69.2% voted for the Republican Party, right? This one is what we call our, our our ballot. We roll back to the first one. Look at the top right corner of that ballot, in the block that says Fulton County. Now go to the next ballot. Look at the top right corner, right there that says Roswell or uh, Buckhead. Why is there not a tracking code in that ballot? That's the code that makes it cross-checked to the signature. Why is it absent? There are a lot of these inconsistencies in these ballots, and they run along party lines. Next slide, please. So here's the sample. Yes, sir, you have a question?
5: Yes. So help me understand something. Can you go back up just a little bit?
0: If you'll come a little closer
5: sure, to the microphone, I'll hear you. Sorry. Um, when we're looking at – I'm just walked, watching across – Buckhead, Georgia, on your left side, Morgan County. I just want to make sure we're comparing apples and apples. Is there, a, is there something here that's off with the data? Because it looks like we're talking about Buckhead, Georgia on your left side and Fulton County, which will be the neighborhood of Buckhead on your right side.
0: I'm, a- I'm actually showing you the two ballots and what they relate to. I don't program that. I don't write that. That's in your servers. That's what your state says. So I am serving you back according to the coding on this ballot right up in the corner of what it says it relates to.
5: So on the left side, did, did our servers make the left side of your screen that says politics and voting bucket?
0: The left side is
5: actually the
0: public Data you can pull based on neighborhoods and areas based on the propensity
5: of how they voted and then in the past bottom, elections the bottom is Morgan County Georgia but we're using the Fulton ballot so I'm just making sure that I'm, I'm just giving you
0: examples of, of the general areas right so you understand how they break down this is the only breakdown that's available right, right? I, and when you put in that precinct and that zip code this is the only information available
5: m- my question is, though, I, while I support your in premise, I believe, mm-hmm. I'm concerned your data may not be the accurate data. That's awesome,
0: because that's not the data I'm even referring to. Okay, Let's get to the ballot and talk about the exact ballot, because here's why. I'm not the webmaster for this, neither are you. I'm not the webmaster for that, neither are you. I can throw that off the slide. And we can focus on the ballot instead of what doesn't matter. Here's what matters. Yeah,
5: that's, that's what I'm wondering because the, the I'm afraid that your boxes refer to a different county. So I'm wondering. I'm, ref- I'm referring to the ballot. Okay. That's and if you I want know. to
0: continue to refer to the ballot, I will show you the ballot.
5: That, that would-
0: Might I invite you to ignore every footnote that goes with the ballot and only focus on the ballot. Okay. Right? And then I we'll focus just, on the same exact thing.
5: Then we could still be talking. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Is
0: if- That's all we're talking about. We're only talking about here, Georgia ballots so if you look at this ballot here you can confirm on your own what district that comes from you can see it right underneath there right have nothing
5: to do with the presentation the box on the left and the box
0: No. the boxes have to do to give you some reference to what outside sources say about where the ballot area is
5: that's not the right ballot area
0: I would suggest you submit that to the webmaster that does this for the state. I, I, I don't program it. I don't say it. And do me a favor. Will you scroll down? No, no, no. Scroll down. Cover up that bottom. Now, if you look at the screen, let's look at the ballot. Don't get distracted in anything else. Okay. That might not, not even be the right red for the Republican Party or the right blue for the Democrat Party. But let's look at the ballot, may we? In fact, if you'll blow it up so big, yeah, that would help if you'll us. just blow it up so big that people who can't connect the dots will get it, let's just look at the ballot. Right? This is called simple. Let's go even further. They might get distracted by the left side. There you go. That is so fat and so big you cannot miss we're talking about the ballot. Do you agree? I, okay. I do. And I'm not going to roll up to the bottom so nobody gets concerned. So let's look at the differences between the two. You see the code in the right? talking about that okay. barcode okay let's go back to the other one please be very careful not to show any other data to confuse people let's go up there we go keep on going and now let's look at the right side of the ballot see that there's no code there okay
5: right where it would be right there okay that's the point okay.
0: yeah so there's no code there can we agree on that yes side to side Okay, I didn't print this ballot. I do not assign the districts. I only look at the ballots. This is what the ballot says. Let's go on to the next slide, please. Okay, again, you can discard the information at the bottom
5: if it confuses you. We have Sir, a. can I we, stop you for a second? We have minute. a pa- – yes. yes. Do you mind if I show you – it's not confusing. I want to show you what I was saying. Cause. It's not. I'm only talking about the ballot. I got it. I understand completely what you're okay. saying. I'm only talking about the physical ballot. On that, we agree.
0: Okay, good deal. That's, 100%. I, I was wanting
5: to make sure that we were on the same
0: 100%. page. 100%. I think okay. we're all on the same page. So please, let's zoom up so there's no confusion. You have a ballot from a Democrat propensity-era area on the left i did not print the ballot have nothing to do with it you have a ballot from the same county on the right i did not print the ballot i have nothing to do with it you're only looking at them side by side why is the code not there now let's go to the next one please we'll scroll it up okay that code I didn't create any of these graphics. These come from third parties. They come from how your state adjudicates these. These come from what are the check stums in the barcode. Basically, that barcode that you see missing up there is what helps adjudicate it. And if you want to zoom it way up to the bottom there, none of these graphics are mine. Keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. That's how you verify and adjudicate and tabulate and correlate that code. So we've now established that, wow, that code's not there. Can we go to the next slide, please? Great. Okay. Let's get rid of the top so we don't get confused between the icons of the parties. And let's just look at a ballot. We've all been hunting probably or know what hunting is. We look through a scope. There's a crosshair in the center. You put that crosshair on exactly what you want to hit. That's called hitting the target. If you have hunted in your life and you're not lined up on the crosshairs and you're doing a 50-yard shot and you're kind of going to the bottom right, you're going to miss whatever your target is. I have questions about these targets. I have simple questions and forensics. Why is the ballot from one county on the left, why does it have a completely separate code in it than the one on the right? These are actually coded to where they come from. Why should you be able to look at a ballot and know whether it came from a Republican area or a Democratic area? This concerns me. I don't think you should be able to know. Can we look on to the next one, please? So let's use this target here. Uh, We'll use top pass first.
3: Senator Rett had a question while you were there.
0: Can I see that? Sure.
3: I just have a quick question. Can you speak in the
0: microphone? I'm I'm sorry, I'm unable to hear you. I'm
3: sorry, I was just wondering, if the scanners won't show creases because the images are usually of a very low quality?
0: No, sir, all the machines uh, scan at 300 DPI, which is the default, uh, which is a standard use in any forensic investigation, right? So they all uh, scan to the same confirmation level. So from San Francisco, uh, California to here, they all have the same exact scan level. It's just inherent to the machine and what they see. Thank you. Yes, sir. The things that concern me, the ballot on the left, again, I just color-coded them to make them easy. I'm not saying everybody that lives there is a Democrat, and I'm not saying everybody on the right living there is a Republican. I'm just calling your eyes. I use this as coding so you can see what I'm saying. However, what's really interesting to me is the ballot that goes to the Republican area is completed It printed completely off register. You remember when I told you you feed a dollar to the snack machine and it kicks it back? It's because that dollar's broken. It's off register. The machine says, I don't recognize this. I don't recognize this. What do you want me to do with it? Now, when it comes to a snack machine, it keeps on spitting the dollar bill out at you until you finally put in one it agrees with. At a pin, for your bank account to access your money, it's put in the right code. And the voting machines, it's saying, adjudicate me, adjudicate me. What's going on here? Well, that's just also like a siding device. You see how far that register is off? It makes the paper talk differently than what the machines trade to look at. Can we roll up a little, please? Yes, sir. I can't hear you very well. I am so
3: sorry. Would you agree that the... Um Boxes along the left and right side of the ballot create horizontal scanning areas, and the marks along the bottom edge and the top edge create scanning areas. So you have a grid on the paper.
0: Uh, It's text. They're like waypoints, like in GPS. It's what tells everything how to communicate. So, If if you'll scroll back to the a bigger ballot, please, so we can look at. Keep on going backwards. Uh, Just keep on going until you – there you go. There you go. All those hash marks on the top and bottoms, all of those are sighting, communication, and adjustment devices. Let me give you an example. Long before computers talked with programs, they talked with paper. They punched little holes in paper, and that's what programming – that's what you're looking at. That's the paper basically telling the machines to program itself. Yes.
3: So the marks along the left hand and the right – the vertical square boxes – Mm-hmm. They create horizontal lines or regions on the ballot. It's
0: it's only an outside adjustment. It does not create a line. It,
3: but for scanning purposes, optically, when it gets to a square to a black box on the on the vertical edges, it creates a scanning area across the ballot horizontally.
0: That's not the actual description of what it creates. The, well, the
3: I can describe it maybe another way. If you, if you take that ballot right there, and you print it out, and you take a straight edge, and you draw from the top of the box on the left side to the top of the box on the right side, the bottom of the box on the left side, to the bottom of the box on the right side, you create a series of horizontal lines.
0: You, you can create, you can connect these like a grid, yes, sir.
3: And you can do the same from top to bottom. Correct, sir. So the width of the box on the left and the right has nothing to do with anything other the width has nothing to do. It could be an eighth of an inch wide or an inch wide. It still creates an eighth of an inch wide scanning region across. Untrue. Okay.
0: I understand what you're saying, but the signature of the ink creates something different. You can't, well, there you, you go. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a simple test. Take a $1 bill out of your pocket, take a five dollar bill out of your pocket cut off the five put it on the one run it through your snack machine out there see what happens it's all going to be the same size it's all going to be the same markers it's all going to be the same detection things but that's going to kick it back because the computer must see it exactly so you can do this own test yourself right it has to be exact we in the human world we deal with variables all the time. Uh, that's what we're talking about in ballots. Oh, I, we heard it. Oh, I think that's a vote for this guy. When somebody else says no, it's a vote for this guy. What you just described was an opinion, of variable. Machines don't operate that way. Machines have hard, absolute fact rules.
3: Yeah, l- let me. I know you don't know me. I'm actually an electrical engineer myself, and have mm-hmm. designed coin and currency processing equipment and dealt with. Currency scanners, so Mm -hmm. a whole lot about how they work. Mm -hmm. Uh, All I'm saying is, is all the little ovals on that ballot are lined up in that grid.
0: Well, are we talking about the ovals, or are we talking about the hash marks on the side? I'm talking about the
3: ovals are lined up with those.
0: The ovals have an exact location on the paper. We use all of those hash marks, top to bottom, left to right, to find out where that is. Let's share some common technology or terminology if it helps us communicate here. Number one. Regardless to the machine, I don't care about the machine. I don't want to run another ballot through a machine. That's why we're here. So I do not care about how the machine reads it and what you're doing. I care about getting to the physical ballot. So in our world of what we're doing, which you'll understand this as a mechanical engineer, I've now said, I don't care about the machine. So now all those rules went right out the door. What I'm talking about is that piece of paper What we do is we use those hash marks for something different. And those hash marks for something different are basically what we do when we look at the ballot. So this is the arena with no regard to what it was to do in the machine. We call it the stadium, the arena. Then when you go to the presidential area, we call that the football field. That one happens to be the Super Bowl field, I think we can agree, and you have other ones that are the state and college and local levels. And then all of them have a game ball in play. I have no regard for the smoke and mirrors of how the machines work, the hidden stuff in the code, or how this machine's supposed to be programmed. If the machine worked according to programming, none of us would be standing here. We're here because something broke. And so I'm saying, I don't care about the machine. I don't even care about the code that was written in the machine. What I care about is that physical artifact. And you know what? That physical artifact has material differences from district to district that should not be there. Now, we can all talk about, well, it's scan lines and this. You know, as a mechanical engineer, that doesn't create a scan line, Period. That's not what creates the scan line. So bottom line is we have differences in ballots that shouldn't be are there. Why are they there? That's why I said earlier, I'm not talking about code because that's how this process gets derailed. That's how the smoke and mirrors happens and nobody's get to it. Please, let's go to the bottom. So we use that as the stadium and we have the football field and we have the ovals. We're only looking for it. Let's keep on going forward. Here's what does matter. You, as a mechanical engineer, can understand this. There's the sighting device. That is the item that tells the optical eye, technically, although in mechanical engineering speak, it's not a singular eye anymore. But we'll just use that as an example. That's telling the sighting device where to look. You, as a mechanical engineer, knowing forensic, knowing dollars, writing codes, doing whatever, you yourself know that when it doesn't line up, the machine doesn't work the way it's supposed to work. It's the difference between pulling your dollar bill out like this and looking at it, pulling the same dollar bill but doing it cross-eyed. One of them doesn't make sense. One of them doesn't look at the same thing the other thing does. That's why this paper is a piece of code. So, we don't care about the scan lines, we don't care about the resolution, we don't care about any of that. We care about the piece of paper. And if you're looking at the bullseye, can we draw that up and try to keep them both in frame? Just the targets on the bottom, there you go. If we're looking at the bullseye, the very thing that says, hey, look here. Well, the left one's saying, look in my yard. And the right one's saying, look two houses over. But you know what? The ovals never moved because they were printed hard. So even as a mechanical engineer or photography or optics or camera, when you expect to take a picture and you hold it at somebody, you're not trying to photograph two people over. And this is what it tells the machine to do. This is a problem at the most lowest elementary level. And the number one way it's cloaked, well, we can't see it in the code. We don't know how it's done. Show me the code that does it. Well, that's the code. That's the code. Any printer industry executive, any monetary printing executive, any engineer in the world that deals with printing will tell you this simple fact if your machine is not calibrated to hit the target it becomes something else so if we talk about machines and we talk about code it is a smoke and mirrors not to deal with what's real and physical here's my contention this is the historical artifact of a voter And states are telling voters, you have no right to that. The very voter that pays your salary, that paid for that ballot, that paid for that piece of paper, and paid for the machine that you're running it in. And so those people that pay your salary that you work for and do this for, you're telling them you can't look at them. That is both unacceptable and un-American. What I'm saying is, all of these problems you've heard today, can be corrected and detected now by the simplest of things. It takes you days or weeks to recount votes. Give me these 500,000 ballots. We'll have them done in two hours. How can you complain? What is there to hide with the physical artifact of the human interaction that is putting people in office? That is unacceptable un-American and to talk about it any other way is smoke and mirrors, is geek gobbledygook. We want to know if these ballots are authentic or counterfeit. We want to make sure every vote is verified. This is not about President Donald J. Trump or President-elect Joe Biden. This is about, are we still a country where your vote matters? One person, one vote. If you refuse to allow the ballots to be examined, the ballots, not the smoke and mirrors, but the ballots, let the machine look at it, not the voting machine that already messed up. Machines do what you tell them. You just have it look at that and verify the vote. There's only one element that will do that the historical artifact of the people of the United States of America, and here are the people of the state of Georgia. They trusted you that this was right. They trusted you that your vote would matter. They trusted you, I have a voice, and I want my voice counted. That is only that piece of paper. It is unforgivable for somebody to be able to audit something and then the original one disappears. How convenient. You know, if you did it in your company as a mechanical engineer and you had your CPA do it or your financial guy, you'd fire them. And that's just one little bitty company. But yet we accept this as a nation. Unacceptable. Un. American. So our technology can answer every bit of these. If you want to roll up, the, I don't even know if there's any more. So let's look at this. Here's what I have a problem with is simplest state. This is, the repub- this is the county's statement on ballots. Went out on national TV. We had 113,130 votes at the time, and we had to adjudicate 106,000 of them. You know what that's really saying? Your machine didn't work. When the national average for the last elections, 2016 was what, 1.2%, that's an audited number. 1.2% of the total had to be adjudicated. And then you look at 2018, nationally, 2.7%. But yet your own election officials said we had to do this 93.6% of the time. Let me decode that for you. Mr. Mechanical Engineer, your machine doesn't work. Mr. Printer, your ballot screwed up. Because you took something that should have been transparent and easy and readable and you put an opinion smack dab in the middle of it. How is that? acceptable that's like depositing a hundred dollars and your bank says well we only see it as two dollars and 33 cents that's our opinion of it would you accept that because that's the net effect of this no it is unacceptable and by the way where everybody talks about batch scanning which you have on video you have on video people standing there feeding the ballots doing the three card Monty run them again one card Monty run them again let me tell you how that works right you don't go to the bank and deposit a thousand dollars and say hand it back let me run the same thousand dollars too and now you got a two thousand dollar net deposit and you don't say hand that thousand dollars back let me run it again and now I got a three thousand dollar net deposit We also don't take our $600 stimulus check and feed it to a Dominion machine because we get $187,000 back. Unacceptable. Now, you might be able to accept these, and everybody might try to talk quietly about it and duck their heads in the sand. This is not even a beating of a drum. This is a burning of a city. This is a broadcasting to every person who voted in Georgia. Your vote doesn't matter because we're going to decide what you really meant. So I'm up here saying I don't care what anybody's background is. You know why? It's 100% irrelevant. I only care what that piece of paper tells us. And I'm not going to listen to anybody else. You know why? Because I'm not going to be talked out of the historical artifact that the person expressed. That is the only thing that matters, not your opinion of how these machines work. It doesn't matter at all. That is just an opinion and we all got one. The fact is the paper, the paper. Verify the vote, verify the vote, the paper, the paper. I don't care about the councils or committees, I'm sorry. And in case you didn't (laughs) tell, I'm not gonna bow to it. I do care about the American people. I do not care how the vote comes down. I do care that it counts right. I do care that it's authentic. Our country was founded on a piece of paper. Our laws and our word came down to us on paper. And all of a sudden, we're going to hide the paper and we don't get to look at it? Unacceptable. That is the word.
3: Thank you, Mr. Pulitzer. We got, I've got a lot more witnesses, and I appreciate your.
4: Unless there are any questions, any I'll
5: make
4: I do think there was a well coordinated effort with several groups to commit widespread and systemic fraud from out of state voters, felons voting, and drop boxes, chain of custody, and now finding out the Dominion chains didn't scan from her testimony. But I think. The real fraud, in my opinion, occurred at the State Farm Arena. Did you see that video? Yes, sir. I cannot think that there was not fraud there. And and I would tell you, my question to you is, if we were able to subpoena those ballots between 10.30 and 1 a.m., would you be able to tell if they were counterfeit or legitimate and if you were, what probability would you be able to tell that? I mean, what, what would be the probability of your...
0: This clients? is a 100%, and let me tell you why it's 100%. First off, this is a combination of computer vision. Computer visions are now how your car self-drives, and you trust that. It's how we look at everything on an assembly line, that those tolerances for that jet engine are perfect so that plane does not fall out of the sky. That's all computer vision. Machine learning is looking at these patterns and going, I've seen this. What does it mean? I've seen this. What does it mean? So every time you feed in a ballot, it keeps on learning. And then it uses artificial intelligence. And the artificial intelligence goes, wow, what do all these patterns tell us? That's it. That's it. And so on those ballots, you could take a section of every hour of the day and look at them, or you could take that spike. What could we tell? Was this the real ballot? Did you know there is a forensic difference between a ballot that was officially printed and something that ran on a high-speed press that should have never been on a duplicated press? This is why people are screaming to look at the physical ballot, because we will tell you instantly what came out of a mass copier versus what came out of a printer officially printed we will tell you did a human fill this out or did a machine fill it out we will tell you was it mailed or was it not mailed it can be checked against spoiled or adjudications there's still going to be a difference in number and last but not least we will tell you have we seen this number before did we see it keep popping back up we're looking at the wrong things. I suggest every one of you, if you want to understand what we really should be looking at, go into your computer right now and change your clock in your computer to 1900. Watch it shut down and nothing work. And you can't get back in to change the date. This should be looked at with timestamps and dates. And the correct portion of code not the smoke and mirror codes were being fed and you will see what got run over and over and over and over again that is the problem of why we must see the physical ballot is the holy grail the second one is the digital scan so yes sir all of that can be detected unbiased in exactly just what the forensic science says the scientific method not the opinion
3: thank you thank you all right so senator Rett yes sir i was just uh wondering if the information that you're presenting is it
0: can you, can you i'm really sorry
3: i read I lips just, i have a hearing problem it's uh, part of why i talk uh, so loud but i was just wondering if the information you're presenting was based on your personal experience working with election machines my
0: uh, my experience. This has never been done for election machines before. This is exactly how counterfeit money is detected. The election machines have always tried to hide the physical ballots so it can't be done what i've spent the i've spent the last 24 years in understanding how papers and machine and internet interact i spent the last 6 years almost understanding the paper reading details at the nano level i can tell you what paper came from china i can tell you the person that handled it was a smoker all of it is detectable with the physical ballot. So yes, 24 years doing this, the last six years doing it in the new field of science, looking at it at the nano level. We don't even have to look at color anymore. We look at at waveforms and frequencies and lines and curves. But yes, sir. 100% 100% detectable, and this is what my whole career has been about, and it is also why a tremendous amount of the functions on your mobile phone work. You interact with me 8, nine, ten times a day on your phone. You just didn't know it was this loud guy. Right? Who has a hearing problem? I'm very sorry, but it's it's just the way it is. Right? It's probably because I grew up the youngest, and I had to talk over my older brothers and sisters. It's just kind of the way it goes. But you interact with me, and you depend on these things. When you walk into an airport, and you no longer present that boarding pass, and you use that phone, that code's there, and you and you go through, that's me. And you depend on that to get on that plane and make sure they have your reservation. These are simple. These are simple. And in case you can't tell, I can get really technical and and geeky, but I try not to because this is simple. Simple. So that was the day that uh, the world got introduced to what is actually a full forensic audit. What should be done, what we should be looking at, and it is only about the paper. That is the day that set all of this in motion for full forensic audits. And in this past year, that's been hijacked by a lot of idiots that did everything they could to keep us away from the paper. There are now more posers in this industry than have ever been before. But let me tell you how this game is played as I continue on this retrospective of a year ago over what's happened this last year. Within hours of that presentation, within hours of that presentation, the Secretary of State Georgia, secretaryofstate.ga.gov, created on their government website for the state of Georgia a page specifically for me. I'd like to read to you what Rats Burger in Georgia, who is has all to blame with how this election went in Georgia, d- hides as a conservative, but it's not. I want to share with you what they got out of it, because you'll understand how this game is played. It says, Atlanta, yesterday during the Georgia Senate hearing, failed treasure hunter, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, or Commander Pulitzer, no record of military experience, claimed he had hacked Georgia's voting system. The treasure hunter provided no evidence during the Senate hearing that he had done so, only claiming it happened. Fake news. This is a quote. Fake news is hard enough to combat when mainstream media outlets push it out. But when a small cadre of Georgia legislators do it, it's a whole different story, said Secretary of State's Brad Ratsperger. These legislators need to stop calling their own elections a little Ill- illegitimate and focus on getting out to vote in the January fifth elections. The mistrust they are sowing is depressing turnout. If Senators Lawler and Purdue lose on January fifth, the Georgia state legislators have only themselves to blame in another election. disinformation filed hearing, a small group of Republicans in Georgia State Senate featured the claims of failed inventor, failed treasure hunter. Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer is a star witness. In his presentation, Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer, birth name Jovan, Jeffrey Jovan Filial, claimed without providing any evidence that he had hacked a pole pad. He then went on to claim that meant the entire voting system was con- compromised, even though the poll pad, like the poll books, which, which they have replaced, are never connected to the rest of the voting system. Pulitzer was the inventor of QCAT, a cat-shaped device when connected to computer, allow users to scan barcodes to ads and would bring them up to a website so they could purchase the advertised product completely wrong. The device attracted $185 million investment before coming the anathema of the tech industry with a cautionary tale of investors. In 2006, it was listed as one of the worst tech products of all time by PC Magazine. Hutton Pulitzer later became a treasure hunter, searching unsuccessfully for the Ark of the Covenant. Total bullshit. He later claimed that a sword that was likely fake not only had magical magnetic properties, no, somebody actually said that in a blog and created that, but was also a sign that ancient Romans had visited North America by 200 AD. His published work is comprised largely of Commander's Lost Treasures books, a separate one in many states, and includes how to cut off your arm and each dog. Despite Hutton's claims, the poll pads are only a piece of the election infrastructure that is never hooked up to the Internet or connected to the devices that are hooked up to the Internet. The poll pads that have the capability so election workers can download updated voter lists to the poll pads that are used to check people in on Election Day. However, Wi-Fi capability is disabled before the pads are put in use at the polling place. We'll get back to that. Additionally, touch screen interfaces and attached printers are never attached to the poll pads and are air-gapped, air-gapped, so they cannot be connected to the Internet. Finally, the scanners which scan and tabulate the paper-printed ballots that voters can review before casting are not connected to any of the other equipment at that point either. In a statement, PollPad creator No Inc. said the assertions made about the unauthorized access to our systems are patently false. The man claiming that someone got into our system did not happen according to our forensic analysis. There was no hack, there was no backdoor entry, and there was no pump and dump, and there was no access to a thermostat located hundreds of miles away in Savannah. Footnote, Georgia's recognized as a national leader in elections. It was the first state in the country to implement the trifecta of automatic voter registration, at least 16 days of early voting, which has now become the gold standard, and no-excuse absentee voting. Georgia continues to set records for voter turnout, election participation, seeing the largest increase in average turnout in any other state in the 2018 midterm election and record turnout in 2020 with over 1.3 million absentee votes by mail and 3.6 million voters in person using Georgia's new secure paper ballot voting system. P.S. Total bullshit. Okay, so let me ask you a question. You have to understand how... They manipulate this. You have to understand how they literally combat this. When I showed them the physical defects in the ballot and how it compromises the system to force adjudication unnecessarily. When I laid them out, the physical facts they could not back from, they created this little fake story here. So let me address each one failed treasure hunter uh actually i manage a professional exploration team that's all around all around the world doing it including it on discovery channel history channel science channel etc i command when you when you run an exploration team you are a commander it's okay uh so the treasure hunter provided no evidence and so now what they're doing is they're completely ignoring that every one of these devices work off my technology and every one of them use my patents. And they'll use that little word treasure hunter because what they need to do is they need to create. Because see, this is the article they push back to. This is how they play this game. Period. Now they said the claims of the failed inventor. I, if I'm so fucking failed, I want everybody to fail and get on 15 billion devices. Follow my, fa- my plan of failure. Will you please do that? Because you'll be a total failure like me. Anyway, uh, without providing any evidence that we hacked the poll pad, no. What they didn't tell you is I showed them the phone. Here it is. We're in the system. Period. Now, they said I went on to claim that the entire voting system was compromised. That is not what I said. I never said that. I said we are in the poll pad. Now, they did a little bit of smoke and mirrors here, saying it was combined. Even the poll pads, like the poll books, they've been replaced. They're never connected to the rest of the voting system. Right after this article came back and it got back, I released their own internal training video. Their own training video. Where they were training all of their workers on the poll pads and saying... Do not leave this toggle on because they are all connected. Do not leave this switch unchecked because it will compromise the system. And take these things home with you. Take the batteries out of them because we don't want Russia and Igor and Ivan hacking into them. They use 6,996 pole pads in 2,900 locations. And every one of them connect to each other. When you're in one, you are in all of them. And then they kind of throw in... Right. Then they kind of throw in and something about a thermostat located 100 miles away. I had already exposed in Savannah at the polling place. There was a Chinese hack tool, a thermostat, and the thermostat was communicating the results to China. That was something completely different. I kept that all under wraps. We did the work. We documented it and then we presented it. Unfortunately, to deep staters we trusted. Who were supposedly supposed to be our allies. We showed them exactly how it was done. We kept it very quiet. We had teams running around verifying it in all places. Soon as it was run up the poll to the FBI... The next day on the national news, we saw the story break. Thermostats can't be connected to voting machines in the Internet. And researchers have found one connected in Savannah, and this is not true. And what they did, what they did is warned all these places, and all of these places went and shut them all down so we could no longer confirm it. That's how this game's played, folks. But what do I know? I'm only a failed treasure hunter. I'm only a failed inventor. I've never looked for the Art of the Covenant. It was a conversation I had on the History Channel. History Channel's number one show, and I was speaking of the history of transatlantic communication from the old world to the new world. What they talk about is magical properties and swords and stuff is some associate professor, oh, that sounds familiar, right? Another screwing idiot, basically challenged me, challenged me, on the lead isotopes material analysis of an item. And he had no basis in it. And he made a claim to fame using negativity, which brought him into limelight like a recent other associate professor has done. This is how this game is played. Because when you're over the target, the goal is to destroy They must destroy your credibility because they cannot afford for the truth to come out. That is how it is played. It's biblical to the time back of woman that if a woman was a great woman and sacred, they'd called her a prostitute. It's the way the game has been played forever. However, when you actually watch Dominion's own training videos, they will tell you they are connected to the Internet. Here's where you put the modem, and here's how you do it. The biggest lie in the United States of America is these machines are air-gapped and not connected. Now, for me, air-gap basically is the space between the left and right ear of Maxine Waters, and it means absolutely nothing. It just basically means that machine's sitting there, not, not tethered to another machine. But you know what, idiots? If somebody's put in a wireless card, a Bluetooth card, a cellular card— It is no longer air-gapped. But see, they rely on wordplay. They don't have modems. Yeah, we haven't had modems in about 20 years, guys. That's what they rely on. Then you have these companies, right? The company, uh, literally, that will sit in front of Congress and say, we do not make voting machines that connect to the Internet. You know why they do that? Because the media gives them coverage and tells you they make voting machines. You know what? They don't make voting machines. They make software. The machines themselves come from Dell Computer. The states pay about $30,000 for a $562 computer. And then they put this other software on it. And if somebody at any of the state level knows any of these hacks or what to do, they can drop the Wi-Fi, the cellular, the Bluetooth, or the 5 G N and make it do it. That is the problem and the big lie. I am not a proponent of the machines. You've heard it. I have always been consistent from day one. I started this mess. Now we have all kinds of creepers that have come out or are suddenly instant experts. Those instant experts have kept us from getting the paper. Period. Because the paper is the only truth. I am telling you right now. You can look at the paper... You can look at the digital image in the machine. You can look at the records of the vote, and they're different. By the way, those machines have to go out at a certain standard and send out, and the guy says, yeah, we're doing that standard. But if they change the software on it, they can do it. And if they want to put a patch in it, they can roll things back and forth with patches. It's not regulated. Nobody checks it. Oh, by the way, none of these precincts have their own tech people. They still rely on the machine companies to do it. How is that okay? How is it okay that lawmakers sit there, right, and basically tell you, well, you can only look at this machine and you can only do it this way. You know why they're doing that? The very people that should go to jail for this handpick the machines you look at in the audit because they got to make sure you don't find anything. Why is it not transparent in 100% of everything, including the paper? This is the difference of where we have come a year later. And because Arizona took the step historically to do what they do, it changed the entire playing field. Every other state was ready to domino until some of these little frauds came in and said, Oh, you don't need the paper. Let's go canvas. It is all part of the game. This is how nasty and dirty it is. You actually heard a senator wanting to debate me about nonsense that meant nothing. That's the deception. We get caught in their bullshit and they change the subject. Period. That's how the game's played. I'm going to continue more. This will probably ended up being a three-part series. But this is the shot that was heard around the world that started it all about full forensic audits, and we've got to do it and look at it. You are being lied to in states when lawmakers tell you we're doing a full forensic audit. Period. They're not. It is a joke. Period. So we'll continue on this journey of what's happened of the other year. I'll probably look at two other episodes. I love you all. These machines need to be burned to the ground because you know what? We can count on our freaking fingers, mark it on a piece of paper that's easily printed and not counterfeited, and we can get this right. We do not need computers to count pieces of paper for us. It is all a sham. And I am out to destroy that sham. I am out to save the United States of America, and I am out to prove once and for all how compromised this is. Now, as we get forward in this series, we'll talk about Arizona for the people that are bitching about. What about Arizona? What about Arizona? What about Arizona who don't know their asses from a hole in the ground? And I'll give you those facts. By the way, I hope you join me uh, tomorrow night, 8 p.m. It's going to be Joe Oatman, myself, uh, little Davy Clements, And myself, and we're going to be discussing items like these, specifically Arizona. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. It will be on all my platforms. I appreciate every one of you. Share this. There's a lot more to come. It's going to be an interesting retrospective back over what's happened during the last year. Love you all.
1: Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system Take a stand and tell them all to cut Cut the the crap. crap. Hi there, it's Leanne. If I had $500, mm, let's see, I'd probably spend it on my kids for Christmas. How about you? What would you do? This holiday season, Stella Rosa Wines is giving you the chance to celebrate with $500 for yourself and to surprise a loved one by giving them $500 of their own. To enter, share what your wish is at StellaRosaWines.com slash wish for your chance to win. Must be 21 or older, no purchase necessary. Please, celebrate responsibly.